Hey there, uh, Cave Company Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to uh, Sex and Other Human Activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and um, I wrote in and uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only, you know, I lost my family, I lost my house. And um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the list because he needs, he needs your, your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you, and enjoy sex and other human activities. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Marcus Sparks. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. And I'm going... <laughs> uh, I'm starting to feel it. Smoking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Starting to feel it hard, man. Starting to feel it in my lungs. Starting to get out of breath. Starting to feel actual pains tingling yeah. in my limbs. It's bad. It's getting out of control. Yes. It's, yeah. I mean, we are smoking poison into our body. Yes, we are. We're both, uh, I would say we're both pretty heavy smokers. Yeah, and also I feel like it was very heavily documented last year when I tried to quit smoking. <laughs> when I was like, no, no, I didn't. It's just, man, right back down the rabbit hole. You made it like a month. No, I went three months. Three months, I went wow. three months. Wow. Yeah. And then I just, man, didn't even skip a beat. Just went right back into like <laughs> fucking heavy smoking. It is just, oh my God. Yeah. I, I've of all the drugs I have done in my lifetime. I mean, I've never done heroin, so mm. apparently that's the one that really clinches you. <laughs> but man, nicotine just doesn't let go. It, it does really, not let go. No, it really doesn't, man. I've been a heavy smoker since I was like seventeen, something like that. Pack a day for a long time. At one point, up to about almost two packs a day. Yeah. in college, easily two packs a day. Uh, and now I'm back down to about half a pack, but uh, they're American spirits, so they're a little bit stronger. Uh, so. I'm starting to feel hard. You know, I'm 31 now uh, and I need to fucking quit. I picked up a uh, blue cigarette. Yeah, one, of the one of the e-cigarettes. Uh, and I found that when I smoke them, my brain gets cloudy as fuck uh, and I can't really think all that well or clearly. I feel like because of e-cigarettes, which is, uh, I tried to also do that in the three months of non-smoking, of trying to use that to to help me ease off. I don't understand how anyone thinks an e-cigarette works. I'm sorry, Marcus. <laughs> it doesn't work. I think that it's like in your brain, it's like, oh, it's the same thing. I'm smoking this thing. But it is heavy. It is not the same. You don't feel the same satisfaction mm. afterwards. And it is all completely mental. Yeah. It, it is 100%. I even tried to, I would only smoke it outside the way I would a cigarette. So I tried to do it that way as using it as like, no, 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 this is a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, we've had friends, uh, people that have listened to the show that had nicotine poisoning because of them. Mm -hmm. Because you can't control how much you're intaking. And I think that's probably where the cloudiness is coming from too, is because you can't. It, the cigarette doesn't end. Yeah. 
And it and you don't know how much you're smoking. And every cigarette, e-cigarette is equivalent to what? Two packs? So I don't know. Something like that. It's supposed to be that. And... <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't have the self-control for it. And I feel like that's part of quitting smoking is regaining self-control. Yeah, which I have none to begin with. That's the problem. <laughs> and that's what we need to conquer is I the have, self-control. I have really, really bad self-control yeah. problems. So I'm not good at it in the least bit. But it's all mind games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all in your mind. Yeah. And, you know, I was reading that book, which honestly did help me, but I never finished it. David Balls had to quit smoking. Yeah. And everyone has said, it's like, if you can get through the whole book, you will stop smoking. I got about halfway through it. And a lot of his ideology that was in it still sticks in my head about every time you smoke a cigarette, you're feeding a monster that lives inside of your brain. Mm -hmm. And every time you smoke, the monster gets bigger and it gets bigger. And so when you are feeling anxious and you're like, oh, if I could just have a cigarette, that doesn't help you. It just makes your heart speed faster mm. it just ma- it, it makes you more anxious in smoking the cigarette according to your body mm-hmm. but it helps mentally so you, i feel like finding a replacement is key mm-hmm. but then you just get addicted to something else that's fine <laughs> that's totally fine just anything else see you have this problem but my problem is when i quit smoking when i first started smoking when i was 18 years old I was 375 pounds, and I lost almost 200 pounds from smoking cigarettes because when I was hungry as opposed to – or when I would be upset or anything, when I would eat instead, I would smoke a cigarette, and it helped. Mm. But now when I try to quit smoking – Try to eat instead. <laughs> that's the problem. That's my ah. that's my fucking Sisyphus curse over here <laughs> of just constantly. It's like, oh, I'm gaining weight, but it's like, but it's okay because I'm not smoking anymore. But that's not good either. Yeah, my problem is I I smoke to take down my energy levels. Uh, when I do, when I don't smoke, my energy levels are through the fucking roof. And you know me, I'm constantly shifting. And I'm never standing still. I'm rocking back and forth. I have the biggest problem standing still. Always have. And smoking calms me down uh, where I'm not as fucking bounce off the fucking walls as I usually am before I started smoking cigarettes. And it's going to be rough when I do smoke uh, to be able to control myself and to be able to control my anger. I was right. a much, much, much angrier person. Uh, my temper can get can go through the fucking roof. You've you've seen me a couple mm, times and I, yes. my temper kind of pops off <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Not yeah. as often as me, but no, I've no. seen it every once in yeah, a while. Yeah, you've seen it every once in a while and, and I'm, I'm afraid if I do quit, it'll, it'll go back to that. Uh, and the last time I tried to quit, I also, it kicked it, me into a manic, fa- I tried quitting about two years ago. Last time I seriously tried to quit was about two years ago and it kicked me into a fucking manic phase like none that I've had in years upon years upon years because what I tried to tr- replace it with was beer. Yeah, that's yeah. also, bet you can't replace, you have to replace it with something positive. I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there to start meditating. Mm. I know, <laughs> Marcus, I've been trying to meditate. I've started a week ago when I, when we were talking. I've been in a frenzy lately. I've been in a very weird, uncomfortable place, a lot of anxiety attacks. And I've tried to start meditating at least twice a day. 
And as someone, I come from a mother that is very, you know, hippie do do d And <laughs> she meditates every day. And she's always kind of said like, oh, you should do this. It helps with your anxiety. Just take... 10 minutes out of your day and do this. And you know what? It helps. Really? It does. So what do you do? Do you just sit there? No. No. Because I, I don't get meditation. So what it is, basically, yes, you sit there. You sit there and if you, there's a lot of like different guides online of different ways you can do it and trying to find one that's good for you. But what I've been doing is you sit in a comfortable position, but not laying down. Mm-hmm. And you think about the day. And then as you think about the day, start thinking about your breathing and think about how the breath comes in and out of your body. And when you breathe it in through your nose, it's cool. And when you breathe it out of your nose, it's warm. And think only about your breath. Think only. And every time something from your life that comes in from the outside tries to like push in, you let it go. You... let See it go. It? Just and like you let that. let it go and you think about your breathing. <laughs> Marcus, think about your breathing. You think about your breathing. And then, you. this is the part that's rough for me, mm-hmm. you go into positive affirmations. Ah. Aloud. Yeah, you should be by yourself. Yeah. About what you like about yourself and what you like about what you're doing with your life and the things that are positive in your life. I got one. No, you have more than that, Marcus. <laughs> Go through anything. Start thinking of mantras of things that you like about your, yourself and things you like about your choices. And then you relax and then you think about your breathing. And then you think about your right foot and you recognize that it's there and you let it go. And then you think about your left foot, tense it, you let it go. Think about your right leg, tense it, and then you let it go. And go all the way up through your body. I've been doing it in the morning. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it right before I go to sleep at night. Okay. And it's helping. Okay. I feel like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't had a panic attack trying to fall asleep in the past week. Oh, that's fucking... That's great. That Which is, for me, that is... A lot. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah, that's huge. Congratulations. Thank you. That's fantastic. But I'm saying, I know this is uh, not that I should fucking throw stones at all, but, you know, maybe as a way of like trying to calm yourself down, just a different way of doing it besides just drinking and smoking cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Gave it a shot. Uh (laughs) And I've started going to yoga. Oh, no. You started going going to yoga? yoga. (laughs) When? I went for the first time a few days ago. How'd it go? Well, I looked like an idiot. Well. But I, it was like a really great class. The woman was really nice. And I was just like, I can't do anything. And like, I kept trying to laugh. She's just like, it's okay. You're in a good environment. And of course, in my head, I'm just like, fucking yeah. Fucking (laughs) (laughs) But it was great. I'm going again tomorrow. What time? 7.15. In the morning? No. At night. Yeah. All right. I might join you there. Yeah. I just might because I don't have practice tomorrow night. It's great. Hmm. Interesting. Here in the neighborhood? In Greenpoint. In Greenpoint, one stop away. Yeah. On the G train. All right. Well, maybe I'll bring my pajamas. Look at this. Look See, at- look at us. <laughs> We're relaxing. Yeah. I'm fucking relaxing. <laughs> 
We have to figure something out, Marcus. We have we gotta to figure something out. We, we gotta relax. To. I mean, I can't just be going. I just can't be walking around the, on the streets anymore, muttering about how big of a piece of shit I am. So that's why. And if anyone else out there has any other way that they like to relax or any kind of positive thing that you do in your day to help you deal with things, yeah. let us know. Just let, let us know, know what it is. Please. I would love to try new things because I'm making like fun of myself for what I've been doing over mm-hmm. the past week. I haven't told any of the boys in Murder Fest, keeping it all to myself, <laughs> which I know I shouldn't be ashamed of it. But then no. I just, you know, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have like a yoga mat that I strap to my back. Oh, I've got a <laughs> yoga mat that I strap to my back. So, you know, sometimes you just, I feel like a big part of growing up is sometimes you just got to do something for yourself. Yeah. And say, I need to do this for me. And fucking do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Just fucking do it. All right. All right. I'll give it. I'll give some shots. I'll I'll try some things out. I'll mutter quietly instead of saying things out loud. Uh, I'll try it. Good. I'll try it tonight. Good. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, let's get to some. Uh, let's get to some follow up letters. All right. Uh, first of all, and these aren't necessarily follow up. These are more response letters. Uh, response letters uh, to what uh, we were talking about at the beginning of the show last week. Uh, this uh, first one, I think this is Squishy Sally. Yes. That sent this. I believe it is. It says, uh, the monologue to this episode has me close to tears because I relate so fucking hard. I'm turning 30 on the 22nd and thought I was fine until I broke down out of nowhere at work. I thought I'd be a mother by now, but due to multiple medical conditions, I have not been able to conceive. We struggle every fucking day with money. I have a fucking master's in social work and I'm only getting paid 29k a year because my workplace fucking sucks, sucks, sucks. I know things will get better. I will be a mom in due time. A job at the VA open opened up money mega money actually paid what I'm what I'm worth just waiting for the call and work fucking sucks I know it will pass I'm going on a romantic weekend with the hubby for my birthday I just have to keep telling myself it will be okay and it will be okay it will and be. thank you so I just the letters that in response to last week just oh man I just started to cry <laughs> it, it it makes me feel so good that other people out there that, that are going through the same thing. And also, like you said, it's like you're going on a romantic weekend. It's things like that that we have to have. Mm-hmm. You have to have something you're looking forward to. You know, something for you. Something that you enjoy to get through the day. To get through these rough parts of life. Because guaranteed, this is not going to be the last rough patch that any of us have. Mm-mm. And it's just different. It's just different as you get older and the perspectives change. And for right now, exactly what you said, you know, you're going to be a mother someday. I go through that same struggle. Weirdly enough, I know I'm probably way too young and I'm way too selfish right now to have a kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's hard to think where it's like, but when, when? Yeah. I want that. And you can't worry about it every day. You just got to get through the day. Yeah. <sighs> Our other letter, our other response letter says, Hello, Jackie. 
I was just listening to the latest Sa'oha podcast and I felt compelled to respond. I stumbled upon the last podcast a few months back and I tried the other CCR podcast. As a result, you are my favorite person by far and I wanted to let you know how much I look forward to listening to your shows every week. In my opinion, it is inevitable that you will have a hugely successful career. It makes me feel special just to have found you early on. I also wanted to say there's nothing wrong with keeping high expectations and goals for yourself. I think that's great, actually, but there's no reason to skew that into negative feelings. That will only derail your energy and ambition. I've had to work on that personally as I was getting down on myself about my career a lot in the last year. I'm 29 and in a very difficult creative industry as well, architecture. I've had lofty goals since college, but they keep sliding further down the road while I struggle with one hit after another. Bad jobs, bosses, a layoff, getting stuck on salary. I've been making peace with it the last few months though, building back my confidence and remembering that even when you have the talent and ambition, sometimes it takes a lot of tries before something blows up. We're still babies in the grand scheme of things anyway. What we call this girl? Oh, the best woman in the entire fucking world. <laughs> How about another one, man? I just immediately just like, oh God. <laughs> We're all in this together. And it just makes me feel so good. And hopefully it made you feel good even just writing that. Where it's like, I feel like when you put that kind of stuff down in an email where you're just like, yeah, yes, okay, you're right. You're going through shit. I'm going through shit. Man, and it sucks. Yeah. But we can do this. And you know, something that really helped me this week, and I think also part of the reason why I started doing meditation stuff, is that I went to go see 20 Feet from Startup. <laughs> Which, Don't tell me, I've been hearing, so, like, I've just been hearing, like, vague uh, allusions to this movie from you and Doug, and every time you guys talk, like, start talking about it, you're like, this is so great. It's so good. It's so good. We, I, I've been waiting to talk about it on this podcast, because we have talked about documentaries that make you feel good mm. and this documentary i've never had a movie make me feel like i need to pursue my dreams harder than this movie really it's, it is breathtaking if for those of you that don't know 20 feet from stardom just won the oscar for best documentary it is about backup singers and it's about backup singers from all different generations of women that and men that have been pursuing their dreams their entire lives. One woman in particular, Darlene Love, she sang a bunch of songs. She's a, she sang the song, He's a rebel and he's never gonna be anyone. He's, and he, she did a bunch of songs that like the Crystals sang and she sang the, the snow's coming down Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. on both of those songs and a lot of other songs, those were her voice, but she never got any credit for it. She's been a backup singer her entire life. Well, up until a time she had a schism, basically. Mm-hmm. That like, I think it was the chiffons that took the... Um, Said so she was in the Blossoms. The Blossoms. Yeah. And so she was the original of like the three woman black like doo-wop singers, mm-hmm. but they never made it. And Darlene Love is the only one that came out of it. And the guy of uh, Phil Spector found her. And every time he would say, oh, you're going to get the, you're going to get your own album. Oh, your name's going to be on this. He would just record her and give it to people that already had a name mm. out there and just put her put her music and then they would all lip sync it so even like the christmas song like that her name is nowhere on it yeah and her in particular i mean it was a lot of different stories of other backup singers of like 
you don't get the recognition. You know, you're never in the spotlight. You're always 20 feet from the spotlight. And she was saying that she, I think we're on like 30, 32. She had a kid and she wasn't making any money. And these songs are popular and she, no one knew who she was. She wasn't getting paid for any of them. So she quit and she cleaned houses for 10 years and made no money. And one day she was cleaning for a rich woman's house and she heard the Christmas song come on on the radio and she's cleaning and she's like, that's my song. That's my voice. I have a gift from God and I was put here to use that gift no matter what. So she fucking jumped right back into shit. And now at 70, she was put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. And this movie where it's like, I went to go see with Doug and it's all about harmonies and it's about the power of music and it's about the need for backup singers and how like it's basically like a, a preacher and the and the choir or like the pulpit mm-hmm. going back and forth. Like it is something that is necessary, is rooted in American music. And in the end, all the back singer backup singers saying, Lean on me. And they did it in like six part harmony. <laughs> I'm getting to <laughs> And like Doug and I are crying, just yeah. sobbing. And it's all about just like, you just got to do it. And you know what? If it's not the way that you dreamed that you were going to do it, you just got to do what you were put here to do. Yeah. Put your head down and put in the work. You just got to do it. And you're going to be unhappy if you give up. Mm-hmm. And if there's any way that you can do it, do it. And if it's something on the side you do forever, if it's something you never get the recognition for, you have to do it. And I just like, I feel like my whole life, it was just like, I needed to see this. I <laughs> needed to see this movie. And I mean, Doug and I just stayed up almost all night long just talking about it and talking about what the movie, because to him it meant something completely different as someone coming from music. Yeah. Where he just realized that like, even harder that harmonies and that is the core of music the core is that whole like preacher pulpit back and forth like of american music that that is what he wants and so well both of us got something so different out of it but also equally intense Mm -hmm. and it made me feel so good that's fucking great you should see the movie i'll see the movie and then people were making fun of her at the Oscars because I think it was Darling Love that came up and sang his eyes on the sparrow when it won. And everyone's like, well, this woman came up and sang. It's like, because she was in the spotlight. Because she finally had it. 70 years old. She's been singing since she was 14 years old. She also played Trish Murtaugh in the Four yes. Little Weapon movie. Yes. <laughs> and they showed that Dang. too. That's when she was coming back. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Because she just threw herself in it. Yeah, just do what, just to fucking do whatever she could. That's fantastic. So thank you guys so much for writing in. It really, it just like it makes me feel so good that I'm not alone in this, and you guys aren't alone in this either. And we just got to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. We just got to fucking dialogue. Fucking send us what's going on in your life. You guys know what the fuck's going on in our life. You know, it's mostly. Freaking out about this, that, or the other. Uh, but I need to see something like that. I, I need to see something like positive like that because I'm starting to get of the, um, you know, some, I'm almost starting to get of the uh, the the mind now is that it's that you're going to be unhappy no matter what you do, like that no matter what 
you know, you choose to do in life, whether it's something that you love or whether it's something that you hate. Eventually, if it's something that you love, eventually you'll come to hate it. Uh, and if it's something that you hate, you'll just end up hating it even more. And I know that's not true. I know that I'm just in a depressive spot right, right. now. And it's I need hard to s- think positively. It's very, very hard to think positively. So I need something uh, to uh, fucking get out of this hole that I'm in. Our this, time is finite, Marcus. Our time is finite. I it, know that. It's time to fucking... We got to fucking get positive. I know that. I I, I know we got to get positive. And I know I got to fucking pull my ass out of this uh, fucking horrible, debilitating, depressing hole that uh, I've uh, been plunged into recently. Uh, and I've got to fucking get out. I've got, got, got to get out one fucking way or another. I'm going to get out. Got to change it up. Got to change it up. Got to get the fuck out of here, man. Got to get out of this goddamn funk that I'm in. Um, but I will. And you can do it. I can do it. And it takes some time. Yeah. And don't beat yourself up for being in the hole either, because that just pushes you further in the hole. And that's what I'm doing. I know, and you can't. <laughs> you have to recognize where you are every morning when you wake up. You recognize it, and you got to learn to start letting things go. Yeah, I know. And you know what the, the funny thing is that I always start off the day great. Like when I wake up, like the first like hour or two of the day is fucking great. It's just all the uh, other hours that come after that uh, that get rough. That's why I think that maybe 15 minutes of positivity at the end of your day that is self-inflicted positivity could probably help you. Yeah. The only problem with that that I have with that is that when I try to start thinking positively, immediately everything start, they, that starts getting attacked by all of the, like I start picking that apart and why it's not really that positive. You just, why don't you write down simple sentences? Of positivity. And then when other things, because you can't say like that the negative things, that they don't exist or that they're not valid or anything, you have to acknowledge them, mm-hmm. but don't write them down. Okay. So if you're only writing down that's positive what I always things. always do. Right. <laughs> so that's what, but then get a whole fucking separate journal mm-hmm. for yourself that is positive. Right. A positive journal. Because everyone's got, I've got a negative journal. You get out the bad thoughts. It helps a lot. Or maybe write out all your negative thoughts and then write at least five positive things Mm -hmm. about you and about your life and about the situation that you're in in the positive and separate notebook. Yeah. So that when you look at it, it's also associative to you as something that is positive as opposed to your negative journal. Okay. All right. You can do it. It's hard. Yeah. I know. I understand. Yeah. And also, I completely understand with saying, like, the positive things, especially out loud, where I'm just like, well, that's not fucking true. <laughs> Is that fucking true? <laughs> you know, I, of course it's a fucking true. Fucking true. I give you six reasons right now why that's not fucking true. Yeah. You fucking piece of shit. No, no, you no. fucking piece of, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> you fucking suck so much. How dare you even try to fucking live? That's in your negative journal. <laughs> And then that's, you write positive things. That's what I was, uh, I was actually mumbling that to myself walking down the street yesterday. Like, I had just gone and gotten a fucking pastrami sandwich. I'm like, you fucking don't, you don't deserve a single goddamn fucking thing. Have you been writing? No, I haven't. Marcus? I know. I know. I, I, I realized that last night uh, that I haven't been writing anything at all because uh, I've been scared to. I, I've been scared to write anything down because I'm scared of what's in. It, it, this happens uh, a lot. Um, when I start getting into depressive states uh, is that I'm scared of what's inside of my own head. And, you know, and I go to therapy, so I, I, I talk a lot of stuff out 
but in the meantime, uh, the shit sort of uh, tumbles up into my head pretty fucking high. Uh, and I'm scared as to what's in there. I'm scared of what's going to come out. Uh, and not, I don't know why. You not acknowledging it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. I know it exists. God, of course I know it exists. But it feels like if I keep it locked up in a tiny little room, then maybe it will go away. But I know that it doesn't. Got to get the poison out. Write down the worst of your thoughts. Yeah. Got to get the poison out. Mm. Have to. burn it. Sure. <laughs> you can burn it. You can rip it up after you write it down. It doesn't matter. You should just, you have to acknowledge it. You have to accept it. And you, you can't keep it in a locked box because locked box is where anger and depression comes from. I know. You got to open up the box. I know that. I know, I know. You got to fucking open up the box, man. Open up the box, empty it out, and burn it. Burn it. Get rid of it, sure. Because you don't want anyone else to read it. I understand that, too. Sometimes when I write some things, I rip it up and throw it away because I. no one needs to read that. Yeah. No one needs to read that at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I'm fucking doing it. Okay. I'm coming back. All right. The fucking spring of Marcus. It's spring of Marcus. <laughs> it's Marcus reawakening, and yes. now is the time. Marcus reawakening. I mean, even though <laughs> tomorrow is going to be a, a horrible clusterfuck of a day, weather-wise, but, I mean, the spring of Marcus begins. Right now. Right now. Look I hope me. your spring of Marcus begins. How long have you been seeing me smile? Look, well, that is a fake smile. <laughs> that smile is not real. It's just like, hey, look at me. No, I'm smiling. I'm happy. You see me smile like this? It's so fucking, I'm fucking happy. Real happy. All right, let's get to our next letter. Let's get All to right. our next letter. Uh, what what we going to call uh, this lady? Mm, ooh, I don't know. Darlene Love. Oh, I love her. She deserves the best. And you do too, Darlene Love. Darlene Lover. Let's change it. So you're like a you're a separate, you're a separate entity of Darlene Lover. Darlene Lover, all right. Uh, it says, Dear Marcus and Jackie, hello. I am a senior at S C G S A H in the I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is either. (laughs) But that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in the visual arts department, and I've been having some trouble lately. The trouble isn't bad. It's just I'm having difficulties on what career path I should take. I'm planning on going to Cleveland Institute of Art and either majoring in biomedical art or illustration, although I really want to major in biomedical art so I can become a medical slash scientific illustrator. But the problem is that I would have to take tough, rigorous courses in science at K. Western Reserve University if picking up biomedical art. I have a learning disability and my weaknesses are in mathematics and science. I mean, I don't mind taking science courses. I like science, but I'm scared that I won't be able to handle them like other students whose strengths are in that those areas. My special ed teacher, my family, and my art instructors tells me I should take tell me I should take illustration. I'm lost, confused, and I don't know which way to go. I really hate the feeling of not knowing what I want to go into. It makes me feel stressed and want to pull my hair out. Please help me with some advice on this. By the way, love the podcast. I listened to this one, Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, Roundtable of Gentlemen, and Last Podcast. Thank you. You guys are awesome, and keep up the great work you guys do. Sincerely, Darlene Lover. Well, thank you so much for writing in. I think both of those fields also sound really fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, either (laughs) way, 
you're gonna you're go gonna win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either way, you're gonna go into something real fucking cool, and not a lot of, and not everyone has that option. So be thankful. First off, be thankful for that. Hell yeah. And that you have a gift that you're fucking pursuing. And I believe in you 100%. (laughs) Darlene lover. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there that I feel like it's hard sometimes when everyone's telling you that, oh, you should do this, where it kind of makes you want to be like, no, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And I don't give a fuck what you think. At least that is how I feel sometimes. I always feel. And then I find myself in a hole. Of something that I can't climb out of. And not that you can't do it. That you probably could. That I would think that it's something that if you really want to do biomedical, you can figure it out. You know, you can get tutors. You can do all of the extra legwork that it will take. And you can do it. Well, I think one of the... Uh, you have to... In thinking about this, you have to look at a lot of different factors. Uh, because if you do go into a biomedical uh, art, then you're going to have to work with your learning disabilities. You're going to have to work two to three times harder than every other person in that class. Good thing about that is that you're going to know that shit two to three times better than any other person in that class. Like you're going to know that shit backwards and fucking forwards better than anyone else because you know some of those people they have the natural instinct for they can probably kind of skim it and then go in and be fine you on the other hand uh you're gonna have to know a lot about uh anatomy uh you're gonna have to know uh a lot about probably a lot about chemistry uh and that's gonna be real fucking rough for you and what you gotta ask yourself is do you have time to do that do you have a, a job on the side? Uh, that Are you having to work a job to put yourself through college? If you do, then that takes down the time that you can spend studying. Uh, if you don't, if you're there on scholarship, then you have a lot more time to do that. Just be sure to think, is, do you, will you realistically, like look at it as realistically as possible. Don't take out any uh, of the possible variables in this. Look at it realistically and ask yourself, do I have the time? to put into this uh, because it's going to take, that's what it's going to take more than anything else. It's going to take time and willpower and ask yourself, honestly, do I have the willpower to do this? Look, you're going to have to fucking look within yourself for this one and you're going to have to dig deep and you're going to have to really see, you're going to have to take a long, hard look at what you're really made of. Uh, and if you can get to the point where you can do this and if you honestly answer no, you know what, man? You're still going to be doing illustration. You're still going to be doing something fucking awesome uh, that you love. There's no shame in admitting that you can't do something. Like if I mean, if you can do it, then fucking do it. If it's, I mean, it's going to be fucking real hard. But there's no shame in being realistic about things. Uh, and don't go in there and do it like Jackie said. Don't do it just because someone told you you can't. That's not the right reason. The right reason is that you can put yourself on a career path for something that you're going to enjoy for the rest of your life. Uh, So just be realistic about this. We can't tell you what to do one way or another. This is something that you're going to have to figure out on your own. Um, But just take a long, hard look inside. See what's in there. But also, you don't have to beat yourself up if you decide that it's something that you don't have the time 
to commit yourself to. There's no shame in that whatsoever. As I mean, I've talked about this on here before. For a year and a half, I was a meteorology major. And it's something that I've always loved, something that I still love to this day. But I was always strong in science, but math I was not as strong in. And at the time, I had a job. And I also had started doing comedy. I was doing Murder Fist. And I started doing plays at the school and things like that. And so the amount of time when I was in Calc 3... And I just couldn't understand it. And I knew that I needed a tutor. I knew I needed to sit and study with it. I just didn't have the time to do that. Yeah. And so I switched majors to theater major. And at the time, I was devastated because I felt like I was giving up. But now looking back, I realized that it was it just wasn't feasible for me to do it to the best of my ability. And that's okay. Yeah. Because also maybe later on, like if, especially if you get the degree in illustration, that it's not something that you can learn later on in life too when you do have the time. You know, if you can get the loans that you don't have to work or, you know, if it's something that it's singularly what you're working on and then you're able to throw yourself at it 100%, mm-hmm. which I still kind of hope I can do with meteorology someday. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know about that. <laughs> well, it's not impossible. No, and it's just something... They just have to accept it's looking into yourself. And I have to say that, that it was one of the hardest decisions I ever made was not doing it anymore because I felt like not only was I failing myself, but I was failing my family and I felt like I was failing the professors. And But I wasn't. No. You just got to make a decision for yourself so that you're happy. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be sacri- – if you decide to go into biomedical art, you're going to be sacrificing a lot. A lot. You're going to be sacrificing probably your social life. Uh, you're probably going to be sacrificing friendships. Uh, you're definitely going to be sacrificing uh, romantic love for and a little while. it's hard in college. That's yeah. the time when you do those things. Yeah, that's the time when you learn so many social skills. And if you want – if you're ready to make that sacrifice and if you can say that like, all right, I'm – going to go into this with i mean of course i don't believe that you know anything that there's any decision that is without regret um very few decisions i think in life are are without regret and in any big decision in life you can always find something to regret you can always find one thing it's like all right well if i wouldn't have done this then you know, I would have done this you know ever we can all find little things here and there uh but but then Just, you think of what you gained from exactly. it. Exactly. You think of what you gained from it and you're, yeah, you're going to be fine. You'll figure it out. I wouldn't have been doing, I wouldn't be sitting right here today if I didn't stop doing meteorology. Yeah. I don't know where I would be, but I would not have met any of the people that I've met. I wouldn't have the strength and relationship I have with my brother. I wouldn't be anywhere close to what I am. And sometimes life takes those you know, you hit those crossroads mm-hmm. and you choose one and just see where it takes you. Yeah. And you know what? Illustration sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That sounds fucking great. So, uh, yeah, you're just, I mean, you've got a lot of people telling you that, that you should just take illustration. You should just do that. Um, but, you know. You're the one that knows what you can do. You're the one that knows what's inside of you. And if you look inside of you and and it's going to be scary looking inside. Um, but if you look inside and you see in yourself that you have it within you, then go for it. Take it, her down. But be honest with yourself. And also, That's again, if you thing. make that choice that 
It's not in stone. You no. can always change it. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Day and- by day. <laughs> day by day. day. Bidet. Bidet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and this, that'll do that for this episode of Sex and Other Human Activities. If you have any uh, questions or comments uh, for us, send it to us at uh, send them to us at Cave Comedy Radio at gmail.com and we'll get to your letters as soon as possible. If you want to weigh in on anything today, Cave Comedy Radio at gmail.com. Questions, Cave Comedy Radio at gmail.com. We've still got more uh, letters to get to uh, next week, including one of the sweetest letters we've ever gotten. Oh my god! In the entire time, one of the few letters that has ever truly made me tear up uh, from uh, our man out in Los Angeles. We'll get to that next week. Uh, until then, have a wonderful week. Be positive. Be positive. Be positive. Everyone, everyone, have a positive <laughs> and a negative journal. Get out the shit. You got to get it out. But also think about what you like about yourself. It'll get you through the day. All right. All right. I've got three things. Mm, you have more than that, Marcus. <laughs> Very general. Goodbye, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much, guys.